0: I'm Jordan Lewis and here is your new news. I'd say about 7,000
1: people um, were affected initially and were just about completely cut off from the outside world.
0: Thousands of Alaskans were cut off from the world when Arctic Ocean ice severed a fiber-optic cable last week. The cable served the North Slope, an area larger than Minnesota, along Alaska's northern coast, leaving people in four communities without services like broadband internet, 911 service, or credit cards. Nugurukarcharik is president of the nonprofit Voice of the Arctic and Nupiat, and has been coordinating discussions between providers and local authorities during the blackout.
1: The biggest thing, a lot of the stores in the different communities, if they don't have Starlink, they're still not taking credit cards, nor are they taking like Quest cards and EBT um, um, services. I mean, so you know, hopefully that stuff comes back online, so folks can can feed their families.
0: The company that maintains the cable says repairs will take up to three months after the ice clears enough for access to the cable.
1: Eight weeks to do the, uh, six to eight weeks to do the evaluation is what they told us. Plus, we're not even getting any, we don't even know how long the official repair is going to take after that.
0: Manny Cole, executive director for AWARE, talked with News of the North at the Chamber of Commerce luncheon yesterday. She shared what nonprofits are doing to tackle the issue of homelessness in Juneau.
2: Well, the reason we chose to kind of get together into a, a council is that we were looking for ways to influence the ability to provide low cost housing in Juneau. And so nonprofits are uniquely situated in order to go for grants, so the kind of funding that you need in order to build a building debt free and provide the services needed to keep people housed once they're already there.
0: Cole says it's a way to ensure sustainability in nonprofit housing development. She explains the unique challenges they face in Juneau.
2: In Juno, we don't have a ton of land, so that that's land is expensive. Um, construction is very expensive. Uh, financing is expensive <laughs> because we're in a kind of isolated community. And so basically, if all the factors are pretty darn expensive, then you have to be able to, you know, in order for a project to pencil out, you need to be able to charge an amount to the end user that supports all of the money that you put into it. We are instead trying to control pieces of that equation, whether it's free land, no no bank financing. You know, I would love to have a construction partner who wanted to donate construction <laughs> services or transportation. You know, anything that can kind of have cut those costs down so that what we charge to the tenant is really reasonable for people who are just barely making it.
0: While different data was shared at the luncheon, Cole says this perspective is most important to keep in mind.
2: Homelessness is not just one thing. It's not just one person who's sleeping outside or in a tent down by the river. It's families that are doubled up or tripled up. It's people who are living in their cars because they can't find housing. It's people who are turning down jobs because there's no places they can rent, even if they have a decent income to be able to afford rent. And so I think the most important thing is the numbers help drive our funding formulas. But really, it's the experience of homelessness that is so diverse in this community that we have to just be mindful that just because a person sleeps on the street or maybe they're sleeping in their car or maybe they're sleeping at their sister's house, like they're all experiencing homelessness and they all will benefit from the nonprofit Housing Development Council being able to bring units to the market.
0: The Juneau Police Department has released a press release on a drug bust in Juneau.
1: Lieutenant Craig Campbell gives us this report. May of 2023. Southeast Alaska Cities Against Drugs CCAD Task Force received information that 35 year old Juneau resident Ricardo Church Contreras was involved in distributing narcotics in Juneau. On June 22, 2023, at about 1 p.m., CCAD officers contacted Contreras and three others in the parking lot of a business in the 100 block of North Franklin Street. During the investigation, Contreras was found to be in possession of the following 11.15 grams of fentanyl powder, 1.59 grams of cocaine approximately 1,100 fentanyl pills containing the markings M30, 6 grams of heroin, 41 grams of methamphetamine, a small digital scale, small plastic baggies commonly used for the distribution and sales of narcotics, and over $47,000 in cash. CCAT officers conducted a search of a room where Contreras was staying in the area and located the following. 2.48 2.48 g- grams of methamphetamine, approximately 100 fentanyl pills containing the markings M30, $772 in cash, and a money counting machine. CCAT also searched a black 2014 Mercedes belonging to Contreras that was in the parking lot and located the following, 10 grams of suspected silobin mushrooms. Contreras was placed on arrest for the charges of misconduct involving a controlled substance in the second degree, a class A felony misconduct involving a controlled substance in the third degree, a Class B felony. Contreras was taken to Lem Creek Correctional Center. The
0: seized narcotics have an estimated street value of approximately $32,650. Coming up next on News of the North, on Thursday, U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski, along with Senator Dan Sullivan, introduced the Seafood Act of 2023, which would establish a Wild USA Seafood label for wild-harvested seafood caught in U.S. waters. Juno School District Superintendent Bridget Weiss and upcoming Superintendent Frank Hauser joined Action Line yesterday. And the 50-year-old State Ferry Columbia is out of service for at least a week for two maintenance issues, a bow thruster problem and leaking pipes. Those stories next on News of the North.
3: You're listening to News of the North. On Thursday, U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski along with Senator Dan Sullivan introduced the Wild USA Seafood Act of 2023, which would establish a Wild USA Seafood label for wild-harvested seafood caught in U.S. waters. The bill would allow the U.S. seafood industry to promote wild-harvested seafood, including fish, crustaceans, and aquatic plants harvested in U.S. waters. Senator Lisa Murkowski said Alaska's seafood is the best in the world, and she is proud to lead on this effort that would ensure consumers to know their food is being harvested by hardworking American fishermen. Senator Dan Sullivan said he joins Alaskans in being incredibly proud of their sustainable fisheries and the seafood produced in the waters of the United States. Juneau School District Superintendent Bridget Wise and upcoming superintendent Frank Kauser joined Action Line yesterday. Wise will be leaving her
4: position on June 30th. I am going to work for the University of Alaska. I'm looking forward to the opportunity because it's a nice bridge between K-12 and higher ed. So I've spent my career uh, in K-12, almost four decades. And so I'm very passionate about what we do in K-12. And one of our greatest needs are teachers, high quality teachers and having an adequate supply for our positions. And so one of the things that I will do there is work with all three of our colleges of education that we have in the state and help build some collaborative systems where we can increase our enrollment in those colleges of education.
3: WISE provides comment on Governor Dunleavy's decision to veto half of the proposed funding
4: increase for K-12 through public schools. It is detrimental, it is incredibly disappointing after the long legislative season that we had there with a lot of support for education. So the board will come back to the table on Monday of next week and start talking about how to resolve that difference because now we have an unbalanced budget because we know that the revenue is less than what we budgeted. So that will happen on Monday and then also on July 11th, where they will take two different opportunities to really talk through how to make adjustments to their existing budget.
3: One-time funding instead of an increased base student allocation was decided by the legislature this year to be $680 per student, a historical increase. Due to the governor's veto, it is now down to $340 per student. Hauser speaks to what his role will be when it comes to balancing the budget.
5: The big thing is the board is going to have some, you know, decisions to make as they look at uh, where the funding, uh, what the funding amount's going to be. They go through and they look at, um, you know, how to uh, balance that budget uh, based on the $340 one time, if you will, BSA equivalent. And so, you know, there's going to be some, you know, conversations they're going to have, obviously, you know, feedback from the community, looking at what those um, needs are across the district. My role is to help the board, you know, have the information that they they need to make those decisions and so you know we'll continue to have the conversations with the legislators as we you know get ready to move into the next legislative session continue to advocate for um, and talk about the importance of having an increase to the base student allocation.
3: Here's what he looks forward to as superintendent.
5: For me you know one of the reasons why you know the Juno School District um, is such a great district to come to is because it really has a tradition of excellence. A superintendent coming in what I want to do is try to build on those successes at the Juno School District has had great programs, great partnerships with not only business, but community partners and and kind of continue to build on those programs. And that's something that I'm really excited about to be a part of in uh, the Geno School District. I I have a music background. And so, you know, great programs like the JAM program, as well as the TCL program. I mean, these are programs that really are leading the way across Alaska and really in the nation.
3: The first special meeting to revise the budget is this Monday, 4 p.m. in the Thunder Mountain High School Library. The public can also attend over Zoom. The 50-year-old State Ferry Columbia is out of service for at least a week for two maintenance issues, a bow thruster problem, and leaking pipes. The ferry was scheduled to sail through southeast Alaska and south to Washington State all summer. Now it's in the Vigor Shipyard in Ketchikan until at least June 28. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jazz Garrett for News of the North.